you know, it was scary. I'm not even going to act like it wasn't scary, but a part of me felt like it was possible. Part of me kept saying, like, if I just stick to it, because I see other henna artists being successful. I see, I see them having a successful business and clients coming. And I'm like, I can do it too. I just got to be consistent or I just got to put in the work. I always say, you know, I just got to put in the work. And I did, I put in a lot of work and I'm still putting in some work now. But I think the the key was being consistent and also believing that I could do it. If you really believe that it's something that you can do, that's what really gets you through it. And I felt like with the accelerator being used as a guide and me just having that determination to get it done, that's how that's what got me this far. Welcome to the Hennapreneur Podcast, the exclusive podcast of its kind, dedicated to giving you an honest look at the realities of making a living as a henna professional. I'm your host, Chelsea Stevenson, a tea-loving, shoe-collecting mother of three in constant search for the most poppin' pair of earrings and the perfect shade of red lipstick. I'm also a professional henna artist and business strategist who went from barely being able to piece together a fluid design to being the owner of the most celebrated henna boutique in my city. I'm on a mission to help henna professionals to harness their skills and grow vibrant, profitable businesses that they absolutely love. If you want to make more money with your art, you are definitely in the right place. Let's get to it. Hey, hey, Hennapreneurs. Welcome back to another episode of the Hennapreneur Podcast. Today, I am super excited because I'm not alone. I'm not alone. I am with two amazing, amazing Hennapreneurs, members of our community. And um, I'm really excited for you to get to hear from them. So let's, uh, let me, let me kind of open the floor. Who we got? Who we got here? Hey, I'm Shauna with Southern Henna in Savannah, Georgia. And I'm Kate with Henna North in Merrill, Wisconsin. Hey, check it out. Listen, I'm so excited about this. So I was thrilled to invite both Shauna and Kate uh, onto the podcast today because I feel like their perspectives and their insights are going to be really valuable. And I think that you listeners will enjoy hearing some of their stories. One of the things that really stands out to me about both Shauna and Kate is that they, well, I kind of caught them early. And because I became introduced to them so early, I've had a very unique perspective of watching them really start their businesses from from the very beginning, which is super exciting to me because I get to see you, you know, develop the things so quickly. And, And that really is what stands out the most to me for both of your stories is that both of you started very quickly, put your things together very, very, I'm gonna say seamlessly. And I don't know. Y'all can't edit me if I'm wrong. Listen. <laughs> it feel seamlessly. It appears. <laughs> Let me say it appears. It, it appears. <laughs> correct. 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 So, yes. I love how Kate just like busts out laughing. It appears. It does though. You put the things together and it seems to be very seamless. It seems to be smooth. It seems like, and this is why I say it because the people on the outside, right? When, when people on the outside look at our businesses, they always have only the perception of whatever we put out there. And so oftentimes it does look like, oh, it's just easy for them. They just, they must've done something. They must've had something. There must've been a leg up. There must've been, right? And so like, there's this rhetoric around people mm-hmm. who are quote unquote successful that it just must've basically fallen in their laps. And for both of y'all, you started and within a year, you've got businesses open, you've got like solid brands launched, and both of you have brick and mortar locations. And that is something that is not 
happening inside of the henna community. That is incredibly unique to have someone open a business and within a year have that type of success, have that type of uh, stamina, honestly, inside of their business. And so and I want to pull the curtain back today, if we may, to show right what that actually was like to really make it clear, like it didn't fall into y'all's laps. Y'all did hell of a lot of work to do, like to get here. And also what did it take for you to have that type of success? Because I know that there are so many listeners and members of our community who want that, but perhaps don't see it for themselves. Right. Cause it's so outside of our industry standard. Right. So, it's scary. So I want to kind of just like open the floor and I, I'd love to start with this question. Like, and either of you can just jump in what I would love to know so that, so that our audience can have some context. What was business like for you when, when you first were introduced to Hennepreneur, what was it like when you first like kind of came into our, came into our community, came into our orbit? And then what is it like for you today? Mm. So, yeah, I was just going through my timeline and just jotting down some notes of when did things happen? Uh, I only had the idea of uh, hodgepodging something together in early of 2021. I contacted an event in early of March 2021, and I found Hennapreneur in end of March 2021. Mm -hmm. And then my first event was in May of 2021. So it all was boom, boom, boom. And yes, I did find you early on, and that was super helpful. I look at that now. I mean, just the questions, guidance, and presence in the community and seeing what others are doing, seeing the questions others are asking really helped me hone in on what I wanted, what I was going to do and what my initial actions were going to be. Mm. I think for me, um, the funny, the funny thing is the first question came to my mind was like, what business? <laughs> I didn't have one. <laughs> I didn't. Um, I was, um, well, I'm still training to be a doula that kind of went left because of COVID, but I was, I was building up being a, a doula business. Um, and I was thinking to myself, I just want to provide another service that makes women feel beautiful when they're pregnant. And I thought of henna, um, and I bought my first henna cone. This was around February, 2019. Literally I bought this henna cone off of Etsy. Y'all, I thought it was natural. It was a chemical cone. Look, I got, I got checked immediately. Um, but I bought my first henna cone and then I realized it wasn't as easy to use as I thought it was going to be. So I decided to join the hennapreneur community on Facebook. And that's when I was educated about natural henna and, and, um, chemical cones. They told me immediately, let those cones go, throw them away. They taught me how to make it, all that stuff. I, um, joined the, co the courses. So that was February, 2019. I mind you, I wasn't even trying to start a business and, then I took the design lab, started practicing. And then I think it was around August 2019 that I joined the Accelerator at the time. And that's when I started building a business with henna. Yeah. So, yeah. Woof. Woof. <laughs> I love that. What business? <laughs> <laughs> so this is the thing. You know, I wasn't even headed in that direction. I love that. So <laughs> I feel like... Um, 
I, what I love about both of you, because I remember, I remember the post where Shauna came in. And if you've listened to the podcast, you've probably heard this story a little bit, or if you've been in the community, you've, you've likely seen it. Right. But, you know, I remember when Shauna first came in and there was this post and it's like, oh, I tried henna for the first time. What do y'all think? How can I like improve my lines? And we're like, skirt, <laughs> you don't like put down, put down the cone, you know? <laughs> oh my goodness. But Seriously. Like, yes. So, so, but, but both of you, you know, you both of you started very early on. Kate, I know like you were already working with natural henna, but I think you were still like perfecting your mix and your paste. If that's, if I'm remembering correctly. I got uh henna done at a festival 15 years ago and I thought it was fun. I'm crafty and artistic. So I bought supplies and luckily the first supplies I bought were natural, even without knowing any better. So I just happened upon natural henna. And that's what I stuck with. And I just did it as a hobby on friends and family. And I had a frozen cone in my freezer for 15 years, you know, <laughs> a total of three cones over 15 years I used. <laughs> and I was actually turned down at the flea market that I was applying to. I said, can I sell plants? She said, no. Can I sell clothing? She said, no. Can I sell food? She said, no. She had too many of these other vendors. I said, what, what can I sell? And she said, I look for unique things. I said, oh, I'm a henna artist. And I had never said that before. I've done henna. I've never used the words, I'm a henna artist before. Nice. And so that's what I said. I dug up some pictures that were five years old, saved on my phone, and emailed them to her. And she said, sure, you can set up. And then a few weeks later, that's when I found the community and really got my stuff in gear. And now it's one year later. Oh, nice. I love that. This is like, I'm getting into this market. Y'all gonna let me in. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I mean, she was a bear to work with. I'm like, I'm gonna win this lady over. I'm getting in there. And here I am. And I just, just on Monday, I was, it was my second year there. It was my one year anniversary of setting up my booth. And I made over double than I made the year before. So it was my one year anniversary of pulling out the cone and doing it on customers. So I feel really good about it. As you should. I love that so much. Can, can y'all tell me, I'm interested to know, like when you made the, the conscious decision to go from, I'm going to play with this or I'm going to use this as an extra service to no, actually, I think that this is the business for me. Like I'm ready to set up a business. I always talk about, you know, us securing the bag us having our big audacious goals what was it for you? What what was that big audacious goal at the time when you were like, all right, I think I'm ready to commit to this idea. And in what ways has that big audacious goal perhaps evolved over time? Hmm. I think my big, big audacious goal was because I've always been artistic and creative and I knew how to tell myself how to draw as a kid. And mind you, when I picked up my first Hennecone in February 2019, I was on leave from my job. It was a temporary leave. I was the flight attendant for Delta. And I was like, well, I'll just do this for the fun of it, get a little hobby, make some money, you know, until I go back to work. Because when you, oh, mind you, I was pregnant. I forgot all about that. Uh, so they allow you to- We be- always forget the baby. <laughs> I know. Like, can we make space for the fact that Shauna just like, like she literally had a baby the week that we started the accelerator. Yes. I re- Like I literally- <laughs> So I'm scheduled to have my baby. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Is it going to be okay? I'm like, if you want, I mean, (laughs) the baby's coming regardless. (laughs) I'm sorry. No, you're fine. You're fine. So my whole plan was like, this is just something for me to do until I go back to work. 
And then, um, so when I was practicing, I felt like I was getting really good at it, you know, and I was liking it. And then the thought of me replacing my income with it started teasing me, started, um, I don't know, I don't want to say taunting, but I felt like that's what it was. Just the thought of it a bit, like, you know, what if I did go um, all in? What if I did build my build my own business? And that's what really drew me into the accelerator. Like, you know, this is possible. Someone's done it before. Um, someone's doing it now. Why can't I do it? And I feel like there's, you know, Chelsea, you know, created this program to show us how we can do the same thing. I was like, why not, you know, invest in myself? And that's what made me kind of, I didn't take the full leap then, but that's what made me take the first step. And then a year later, COVID happened. And then our jobs, I was still on leave and they asked us to take another extended leave. And I took an extended leave and there was like a not enough, not enough people were taking extended leaves. They want some, they were offering severance, severance packages. Why can't I talk in early retirement? And me and my husband talked about it. And he was like, you know, this is your opportunity to go all in with your business. And you say, you want to stay home with the boys and see them more because you've been missing time. What do you want to do? So I took the big leap then because my business was growing it wasn't growing as as much as it is now but i was like i feel like i can do this so and the only reason i felt that way is because the accelerator i felt like it really did prepare me to run a successful business it was already running so all i needed to do was keep feeding it keep um doing the things i needed to do to make it grow so july 2020 is when i took that that big step middle of the pandemic like literal middle of the pandemic which is wild when you think about it, like for you to feel like I have a business that's running, it's doing that what it needs to do. And that was literally in a, se- a season where our industry wasn't even quote unquote working. You know right. what I mean? It was wild. Correct. Yeah. The cra- you know, it was scary. I'm not even going to act like it wasn't scary. Um, but a part of me felt like it was possible. Part of me kept saying like, if I just stick to it, because I see other henna artists being successful, I see, I see them still make you know having a successful business and clients coming or uh, making sales or whatever they're doing, still helping others. And I'm like, I can do it too. I just got to be consistent, or I just got to put in the work. I always say, you know, I just got to put in the work, and I did. I put in a lot of work, and I'm still putting in some work now. Um, but I think the the key was being consistent and also believing that I could do it because you know sometimes if you don't believe you can do it, that's half. That's the majority of the battle right there. You done you know, kind of then gave it up. But if you really believe that it's something that you can do, that's what really gets you through it. And I felt like with the accelerator being used as a guide and me just having that determination to get it done, that's how, that's what got me this far. Amen. How about you, Kate? What was, what was that big audacious goal for you as you were moving into like, oh, this could actually be a business. And has that changed? Because you're still within, I mean, this really was your year, right? You just hit that first year anniversary. Have you already seen shifts in that goal? I'm just one year almost just from the idea of starting this. And the reason I had the idea is because I work in healthcare and I'm an essential worker and uh, we're in a pandemic still. So uh, at the end of 2020, I had all my heart and soul into this pandemic and taking care of others. And it was just crushing me. Uh, like it has so many other people. And I put in all this time and dedication to my career in healthcare. And I was exhausted and my, my soul was exhausted. 
Mm. And my brain started wandering to, I can put in this much dedication into this job and not feel appreciated or recognized. Why am I not putting that dedication into a business that I can run myself and be successful with that? Why am I giving my time, dedication, and heart to someone else who doesn't see that when I can use that in my own business? And so that's how I started thinking about it. That's why I wanted to start something different. And just for a freaking rest, I needed, I needed, Mm -hmm. my mind needed a rest. My mind needed to go somewhere else. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, I can sell plants. Oh, I can make t-shirts. And I'm like, oh, Hannah. And to think that I could use my art and be an artist and deviate away from a career I had been in for 15 years, that was scary, but exhilarating. And here it's working. Yeah. I love that. Shonda, you're like, mm, like I'm sitting like yes. landing with you. What's it coming is. up for you? I agree because that's how I felt like, and it's no shade towards Delta, but I loved being a flight attendant. You know, I was, I was young, single, no children, you know, traveling the world. And then I got pregnant, you know, and then I became a wife and things and priorities changed. And I felt like I was doing extra work, taking care of home, making sure the hubs and the the sun was taken care of while I was home. And then I'm over here at work, you know, dealing with that schedule, trying to be here on time. And then flights are delayed or, you know, uh, diverted and people with attitudes on the plane that think you're maze. And I was getting burnt out, you know, you know, dealing with all these schedules and handling things. And I remember one time, and this was before I even got pregnant the second time, um, my birthday was coming up and I felt like, you know, I was getting to the point of burnout. You know, I was breaking out a lot, couldn't control it. Like um, I was getting hives and I told my husband, I just didn't care. I went and booked a weekend vacation at the beach in Hilton Head um, at a hotel. I can't even remember what hotel it was, but I just dropped the money, didn't care. And I said, look, this is what I'm doing for my birthday. I need it. You can come with me or I'm going without you. And I wasn't even saying that to be funny. I was just like, with or without him, I'm getting this break. You know, I'm tired of waiting on people, right? Um, And of course he came and my son came. We had a a great time, but I just hated that I didn't have the freedom just to to relax. When people were taking their vacation, I was flying people to those vacations, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And I knew when I was single, I didn't mind that because I was single. But then when you become a mother um, and a wife is like, dang, I'm missing out. And then especially when they, they're using the benefits to fly everywhere and you're the one, you're the reason they got them. I'm like, how everybody get to use the flight benefits but me? Because I can't even get off. I'm still somewhat junior. But I was just the same thing as Kate said. It was like, I'm putting all this work and support and effort into a business that doesn't really see my true value. Now, don't get me wrong. Delta will recognize their employees, but y'all know what I mean. It's like, I'm working hard. And as soon as you mess up one time and you're late one time, it's like, they question you. And I'm just like, out of all the things I've done, y'all have no idea, you know, to make your business look good. Why can't I do that for myself? You know, why can't I build that same thing for myself? I'm big on customer service. I'm big on appearance. Um, Like you can even ask my clients when they come to my studio, how I'm like nitpicky about cleanliness. But yeah, I'm big on those things. So it's like, why not invest that time and that effort in myself, you know, that loyalty into myself. And that's why I was like, yeah, I think I can do this. If I can build someone else's business and make it look great, you know, help them build their own. Why can't I do that for me? 
Mm-hmm. Donna, it sounds like something that was really helpful to you and I both was the customer service aspect of our careers. I mean, I <laughs> patient satisfaction and yes. customer satisfaction for you. Uh, <laughs> you always need to be smiling. You yes. can't lose your temper and you need to handle anything that comes at you, not yes. knowing what it's going to be that day when you walk into work. So that is super helpful in my henna business. I can handle any customer. I can uh, change the conversation. I can uh, have them smiling if they came in with an attitude when they leave, they're smiling. So that was my skill in a previous life. And now I use it here. Yes. You know what? That's so funny. I agree with that because the same as a flight attendant, I promise you. I promise you like that smiling and eat. look, I don't care what anybody <laughs> says. Adults are like big baby toddlers <laughs> when they get on a plane. <laughs> they really, really are. I've seen two grown men fight over seats and we, the plane wasn't even full. And we're like, <laughs> well, you, do you want to move up to the next seat? No, I'm not moving. I'm not moving. I'm like, look here, you guys, we're grown. You know, I got to a point. <laughs> like, look, who's going to be the bigger person, you know, <laughs> but <laughs> it is so funny because everyone on the plane is looking at you like, how she's going to handle this? How she's going to, like, what is she going to do? You know? <laughs> and, um, and then it's like, you, when you think anybody, when no one's really watching, they really are. And then you will have complaints or you'll have praise later. Like, Oh, so we heard that y'all handled this situation really well. And in my mind, it's like, it shouldn't even been a situation. They're two grown men. The one's mad about someone's seat leaning and he could have just easily moved, you know, all this stuff. And, um, just smiling through that or always looking good, always looking superb, always dotting all your I's and crossing your T's and coming and serving them and that whole customer's right thing, which I do not uh, agree with anymore. Um, <laughs> yeah, by the way, we don't do that at Hedda yes. I'm like, not here's anymore. A, here's another PSA. Like, <laughs> I'm not, not going to teach you the customer's like, always right. Like, <laughs> yeah, you're definitely going to get respect now. Don't get me wrong, but that customer Correct. right stuff, new. Mm-mm. Correct. Correct. Uh-uh, because some people go too far and they think that they'll give you their behind a kiss. And I don't. Uh-uh. And we and believe in boundaries. Yes. yes. We believe in boundaries. That's a, a huge, huge thing. Huge thing. We both need to be a good fit. It can't just be, I'm here to serve you. Correct. Yes. And we have that option too, though. We have that option to say no to a client or we have that option to say we've had enough. And like, and when you're working for someone, you don't, you know, it's like, it's yeah, something you know like, what? We're the boss. Yes, exactly. And I like that. And I like um, having the option. I like being able to say, you know, mm, you know, maybe this isn't the the um, event I want to do. I'm going to refer this to another henna artist. And I do that a lot because everybody knows I'm not big on bridal. I have a henna artist here that I refer all my bridal to. She refers all her prenatal to me. Look, it is a yin and yang, perfect relationship. <laughs> but I can't do that in... Like if I'm a, 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 a flight attendant, I can't say I don't want to fly to New Mexico. I only want to do California and Hawaii. No, ma'am. They, they're like, you're going to take this flight I gave you, you know? Mm-hmm. So I love that. I mean, for me, I think one of the most empowering things about opening my business was being able to step into that power of choice. And actually, and this kind of deviates a little bit, I wasn't even going to go here, but Shauna, you mentioned it and and the shoe fits for all three of us. So I'm kind of interested to hear, you know, what, what further perspectives you can offer. But for me, I think the power of choice existed not only in, you know, the workplace, because as a social worker, it's less, it's less about customer service and more about making sure that the job gets done. 
and that people are served well. But the struggle for me was all of that work came home with me. Mm-hmm. Right. When you have a client load and that's emotional labor that you're you're doing in the office, when you come home, you don't just turn that off. We're human. We don't compartmentalize that in the ways that perhaps others could or whatever. Like that's I, I, speaking for myself. That was not my experience. So for me, the power of choice existed, of course, within the work itself and the scope of the work and how the work felt to me. But also there's the parenting piece. Right. I have children. I want to be present for my kids. I want them to see what it is to watch mom build a thing. Legacy is one of my core values. So for me, creating my business and allowing them to be participant to it, you know, I, I remember my, my, I mean, my kids always as toddlers running around, wanting to poof the glitter for my clients. And like, <laughs> these are, you know what I mean? Like, these are memories that are had, but this is, it's a shared experience, not just for me, but also for my family. And I feel like, there are many entrepreneurs out there and I hear this all the time. So I'd love to get y'all's um, perspectives on it. I hear all the time from entrepreneurs who are interested in starting a business and perhaps they are committed to another career or perhaps they're even still, still just like, and I don't want to say just stay at home moms. Cause we know that that's like six full-time jobs in one. Right. But they feel as though they can't take on opening a head of business because they have children and the children become the excuse rather than the reason. Right. How has it been for both of you in this career as a henna professional to balance the business with parenting, with motherhood, with partnership? What does that look like for you? And I'll leave it open, open ended like that. How is that for you? Mm. So for me, it was challenging. And honestly, I'll just be, it's, it's still challenging sometimes. It's not something that is soon as you get, oh, I got a, I got a groove and it stays that way. It's like, you'll get a groove and things change. Kids grow. Um, they have opinions too. They have emotions too. Uh, they have appointments too. All this stuff happens. Like I'm literally, while we're doing this podcast, I'm sitting in front of the window, watching my children play outside in the same with their God sisters, you know? So, uh, and that's got, I mean, I know this sounds funny, but that's also a luxury, you know, not too many people can do that with their jobs, but mm-hmm. is it, is it something that's easy every day? No, but I'm grateful because I have the flexibility to work in the evening. I homeschool during the day. So from when I open my eyes until my husband comes home at 4 p.m. is all about my kids and their development, their growth, me homeschooling them, me educating them about the world and life. Um, and then after 4 p.m., it's, it's, it's henna time or me time, whatever it is. Like if I have appointments set up, that's when I do my appointments. Or if I want to do things with my business, I go to my studio um, and do things for my business or I go to my home studio here. So lately I've been going to my away studio a lot because business has been picking up. So I love that I have that flexibility. I love that I can set hours and I was I was taught that it was okay to set part time hours. Sometimes people feel like when you start a business, everything you have to be open from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. No, you have the flexibility. And I had to learn this too. You have the flexibility to choose the hours you want to be open, you know, and then you work those hours. I, I literally work part-time for my job. But, you know, now that I put this in perspective, the fact that I'm working part-time for my job and I was full-time as a flight attendant, then yeah, I'm, I am making what my I did as a flight attendant already. Cause I didn't even think of it that way. If I was working full-time, then I would be making what I was as a flight attendant right now, but I'm working part-time. Wow. 
I am working. I, it just hit me. It just hit me. You know what? <laughs> I don't know if that's that's like an amen. I'm like, I'm, right, I'm like, happy dance. I'm like, hallelujah. Look, what did you just say? Say it again. Honey, yes. It literally just hit me because I was busting my butt as a flight attendant to get the money. And there's a lot of perks that come with that. But now I'm only working like two hours during the week and then a few hours. Like I work more on Friday and Saturday and have Sunday and Mondays off. And I'm making enough to take to take care of all my bills and some more. Like I'm over here, like I'm doing things like contemplating because my dad just retired like a couple of years ago and he's been having some health issues. And I'm like, dang, so I wonder if I should just pick up one of his bills. You know, hmm, how can I budget that in? I didn't have that option before when I first started this business. I didn't really, I I kind of had it as a flight attendant, but then I had a lot going on, like other things. But now I'm in a in a in a position as a business owner to be like, you know, how can I help my parents? You know, I'm there. And then I'm grateful to have that option to say like, you know what, daddy, I ain't telling this yet. And I, I'm, I'm being careful about saying what I'm going to say before I even get that out my mouth to him. Like I'll take care of bill. Cause as soon as it comes out my mouth, it's like cement for him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but the fact that I can think of that, the fact that I can budget that now, you know, and this year is the first year, like mind you, my first two years in business, I'm going on my third year, first year, pandemic happened you and we know 2021 pandemic was still happening but it was better than 2020 and now we're in the pandemic but this year is the first year I started paying myself for my business and I'm seeing the fruits of my labor like I'm loving that I'm paying myself and I have this money that I after I have budgeted all my bills and my savings to be like all right so do I want to help somebody out with it or do I want to put some more in savings you know and I'm grateful for that I really, really am grateful for that. So I think I said a lot. So I'm going to let this pass on to Kate. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want more bookings with clients who say things like, do whatever you want. I love all of your work. And who rave about how amazing your art is to anyone who'll listen. You know, the ones who respect your time, pay your rates without flinching, come back over and over again, and who leave a juicy, generous tip to boot. If the thought of filling your client list with people like this has you screaming, yes, please, then friend, I want you to head over to hennapreneur.com slash BBC. That's hennapreneur.com slash BBC and get registered for my next business bootcamp like yesterday. The business bootcamp is perfect for hennapreneurs who want more bookings with better clients at higher rates and who want to feel like a boss from start to finish. From smart marketing to designing like a pro, from swoon-worthy bookings to savvy banking, the nine-week business bootcamp has the support and guidance that you need to jumpstart your business in the right direction. Seats are limited and we kick off the next cohort soon. So visit hennapreneur.com slash BBC to get registered now. You said it was flexible with your kids and I agree with that. I have three kids at home. I have a husband and my kids are a little bit older. So what they see me doing in my business is they see me interacting with people They go and they help me set up my booth if I have an event somewhere. Um, They see me interact with possibly difficult people or a variety of personalities. And they've commented on that. And I really feel like those are good life lessons and skills for them to observe. And, you know, how do you how do you handle different encounters with different personalities? It's flexible with my home life because when I well, I still work part time in healthcare. When I worked full-time, I would work night shifts. So I would leave and be gone for 12 hours. And then I come home in the morning and then I have to sleep 
And so my son would say things like, I never see you. And that wasn't true. I worked three shifts a week. So he had plenty of days that he did see me. But the days that I was gone working 12 hours and then sleeping, he felt like there were huge spans that I just wasn't present and available for him. And now my henna schedule is really flexible. I can block something off. I can throw something in my calendar for a dentist appointment and it blocks off my henna appointments for that day at that time next week and nobody can schedule. And then as soon as my appointment's done, you know, my schedule opens back up and they can book. So it's really flexible. I've got kids now that are learning to drive. You know, we can be traveling places together and they can be helping me. The flexibility is amazing. I agree. I look forward to that. I'm not, my kids are two and five, so they, they try to help me with the tent. <laughs> <laughs> it is the cutest. Everybody think it's the cutest thing ever, but as far as the setup part, yeah, we're not there yet. I'm looking forward to it though. <laughs> oh my goodness. You know what? It's beautiful for me to hear from both of you. Like, listen. Y'all have heard me say this before. I want you to build a business that you love. I don't want you building a business that you hate. I want a business that supports your lifestyle, not your lifestyle having to support the business. So when I'm hearing these things from you, I'm like, this is so incredibly beautiful to me. Even just hearing Sean, like I was taught to be flexible. I was taught to work part-time and get this money. And Kate, like I was, I've got this flexibility. My son felt like whether it was true or not, it's how they feel, right? As parents, we are aware of that. It's how they feel. If they perceive that we're not there, we're not there, right? That's their story. So now for you to have that, uh, that flexibility, and even just, I'm thinking back to something you said on a coaching call, and I hope it's all right that I share, but like this piece of him telling you like your space, that your studio is nice. Hey, like this is, you know, this is, and I'm, I'm thinking, wow, like he's not only is he present, but he's acknowledging the work that you're doing and he's proud of it for you. Yeah. Those are one of the biggest compliments I've ever received from a 14 year old boy. uh, (laughs) He walks into my studio and he hadn't been there in a few weeks and he says, wow, it looks better in here every time I come. And that felt so good. Number one, he was being observant and giving me a compliment. And number two, he's comfortable enough just to bring that up as on his own and share that without any prompting from me. Like, Oh, how does my new curtains look? No, I didn't say anything. He came up with that. So it feels good that I know I'm around to help them grow as people and for them to see me use my skills in Mm. my career, in my new career. Before this, my kids would never see me at work and see all the things that I do. They see all the things that I do now. They see all the pieces. They see all the hard work I'm putting in. And they celebrate with me when I talk about uh, my revenue for the month before and tell them how great it feels and tell them I got this big tip and tell them I got a return customer and tell them about the... A uh, great Google review that just went up and show it to them. And they celebrate with me and it feels so good. That could never happen in my previous career. They would never be part of that. Hmm. That like, that got me in my feels. Like I got like a lump in my throat and I'm trying not to, <laughs> I mean, y'all can't see us, but like, I don't have eyebrows right now. And if I, <laughs> if I cry, like they might get off of this call. Um, so, 
they might leave. Um, so no, but you know, it's, it's, it's true. I think there's this piece of, uh, again, like allowing the kids to see, right. Allowing it is, it's a part of our legacy. We're leaving, we're impacting them. We're, we're showing them, we're teaching them by example, by, by living, embodying our values and embodying our vision. And that is incredibly empowering, not only for us as the as the model, but for them also to see this person, like this is the closest person to me, right? And if they can do it, if mom can do it, if she's out here doing this like obscure ass profession and she's killing it, right? Like, what can I do? What's opened for me? Yeah. I want to, in that vein, like ask this, I don't want to say that it's easy work because it's not that it's easy work. It's, it's a lot of work to start a business. And at the same time, it can be easeful in the process um, when you have the right pieces in place, when you have the right, you know, structures. With that said, even having all of the quote unquote answers on a silver platter for you, there's still the mental hurdles of, am I willing? Am I able? Can I do this? And so I'd love to hear from y'all what has been the most challenging or most perhaps intimidating part of committing to these big audacious goals and how did you push through those fears or push through those hesitations to get here one of my fears was what if nobody wants what i'm offering i mean that was my initial thought and i decided that my initial investment in trying this was okay if i completely failed i could afford to completely fail if this didn't work and then it did work immediately. People wanted what I had. People were seeking me out. Another one of my fears was what if I'm not good enough, meaning art-wise, business-wise. We've all been to a, a business or an encounter before where things are unorganized. I don't know what you're selling. I don't know how to pay you. I don't know. Uh, you know, th- Those are the top things that you should be able to communicate in your business. What are you selling? how can I pay you? How can I book? How can I schedule or how can I order? And a lot of those things I learned right away at Hennepinor, those need to be laid out clearly. So when people see what you have, they see they want what you have and they pay you, you deliver. And that's what success is to me. Uh, Having that complete loop and have it repeat over and over and over. (laughs) Yes. How about for you, Shauna? What was that like for you? What was the most challenging or intimidating piece? Honestly, I think it was like quitting something with some concrete income and not knowing that you're going to have a guaranteed check, not knowing uh, how much is coming. Not no, you just not knowing you just, you you have no idea. And it was hard. It was hard. And then it was something totally different. I was leaning on um, my creative. I've always been creative. I've always like as a kid, I've always, so I was leaning heavily on that, that I could figure it out. And then the other part, I was just leaning on uh, things of, you know, well, remember when you did this? Remember when you trained for that marathon? You did that by yourself. You were in the, you used to train for hours. You killed that marathon. Remember when you said when people didn't think you could um, get a good job, or remember when you were applying to be a flight attendant? You killed that. You killed training. Remember, you know, I kept telling myself, so if I could kill that, why can't I kill this? You know, 
And so that's what I had to keep telling myself in my mind, Shauna, whenever you want something, you give it your all and, you know, you just got to do the work. It's already yours. You just got to put the work in. And I think that's what helped me get through it. But it was very scary leaving something where, you know, you have that guaranteed check coming every two weeks. And now you're the one that has the, p- the power to create that guaranteed um, <laughs> check every two weeks. That's scary because it's like, like she said, will people want my services? Will people think I'm good enough? Is my art good enough? You know, I did go through that. I went through that a lot. And I still kind of go through, I do feel like I'm good enough now. Don't get it twisted now. Um, <laughs> but I still get, <laughs> I still go through my perfectionism stage. Like, cause there's, I still, I'm still not as good as I want to be, but I'm definitely good enough. Um, my services are good enough to be paid. Um, I remember when I first started, it's like, you know, am I good enough to be paid? Will someone pay me for this? You know, and I always tell everybody, I still have the first $5 bill that the first transaction I made um, with someone just for my cousin's friend, she paid me to do her hen. I still have that on my dresser because I was like, I literally just got paid to do this. What else can I do? How much more can I make with this? You know? And so now I literally just this year got comfortable with, "Mm, this is my goal. I'm going to hit it. Uh, I hit that. So next month I'm either going to go. I'm going to double it. Let's see. Or let me see. I'm going to go up uh, this this percentage, you know, and that's kind of what I've been doing lately. And I'm hitting it and I'm loving it. So now I'm kind of planning like, well, shoot. Well, if I do this this month and what if I do that and didn't realize if hitting these numbers, what my income would be annually. Like um, I'm not even thinking about the annual part right now. I'm looking more so at each goal monthly, you know, and it's been working. I've been putting in the work. And then the funny thing is I haven't been putting in the work as much as I could. And I don't even want to say like I'm half, can I cuss? Half ass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm always kind of iffy. Um, <laughs> I don't even want to say I'm half assing it because I am working, but I do know, I do know I can do better. I honestly do know I can do better. So my, in my mind is like, what if I did better? What if I did give it that 1000% that I know I can give it? What then, you know? And so, yeah, that was the challenge of the same thing of will someone value my work like I value it or want willing to pay me for it? Would they would they like it? So mm. when I am um, when I put in the work, I see the results. So I know that there's potential to do so much more because I yeah. <laughs> just like you, I'm not putting in uh, a thousand percent right now. But when I put in that hard work and I put in that good work, I instantly see results. Yes. And so I just need to buckle down on being consistent and I know then my results will be consistent and that's just on me. Mm. I can relate. I can definitely relate. I'm like, I'm hearing this and it's what's coming up for me, Shauna, hearing you with the $5. I remember when you had that first paid design, like I, I remember the design, like designs in my head. And I'm like, now, like hearing that, you know, you save that $5 bill and that you look at that $5 bill as a reminder. And I'm like, just, just the other week, you had your first $300 booking with someone who just paid you sight unseen. You have no idea who she is. She just went and booked it. And it's like, what a transformation to go from, will someone pay me? I'm just going to charge her $5 so that I can say I charged her. to I got this random stranger who's like, here, take my money. And I trust you entirely you know that's wild that is yeah you're right that is so bananas and then like and she loved it and she's already saying she thinks she's going to come back for like monthly 
I don't know if it's talk or whatever, but I, I receive all of it. Amen. <laughs> I receive all <laughs> of it. But yeah, she was sending me pictures afterwards and just kept, you know, um, compliment me and praising my work. And I was just grateful. Um, and then like, and, and I promise you, this isn't to toot my own, own horn, but it's just to show you what's possible. That was the biggest I have. But lately I've been getting 150. I got a prenatal right now, another 150. Someone wants me to do a chest. People are dropping it like that. And I'm not saying it, like I said, to toot my own horn It's to say that I put in the work, there's value there. And there are people that will value your work, you know? There are people that will value your work. You just got to put it out there and show them why you're valuable. Show them that amazing customer service. Show them that amazing artwork that you're capable of. And it doesn't have to be exactly like someone else. And you don't have to compete with another henna artist. Like the other henna artists here, like we have friendly competition. But like I said, she's bridal. I'm like, I would hate to say like I'm everything else, but (laughs) she's bridal. (laughs) And I do everything else. You but, know what? <laughs> but like we're friends. We look out for each other all the time, but we're always on each other's page. Like, oh, that's nice. You know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, pe- there are people that will come to you and value your work mm-hmm. and pay I feel you like for people it. are looking for something. They're waiting for us. They may not know that they're uh, waiting for us, but yes. once we're in front of them, they want us. People want to fall in love with something. People want to be pretty people want to feel good and if we can fill that hole for them taking money absolutely i know that's right (laughs) absolutely you know it's so it's so wild and actually i was so last night i was at the boutique um and last night was what i'll call a quote-unquote full night i was booked from 5 30 until 10 o'clock i knew i was going to get out of there around 11 right So, and as I was on my drive home, I was thinking about this and I actually was like, I should make a post about this. I was like, I'll, I'll talk to the entrepreneurs about this later, but now it's coming up from me hearing this from Shauna. I was thinking about the, the idea of what it is to have a successful business, what it is to have a a profitable business. And the fact that there is like this general understanding that you have to be in the weeds, you have to be hustling all the time. You have to be exhausted in order to make the money. And I say this, you know, like I said, I went in at five 30 done about done by 10. I saw three clients last night, right? Three clients within that time frame. None of it was bridal work. I did a leg piece, two leg pieces, two leg pieces, and one arm like a sleeve, right? Last night was a $500 day for me. And it was easy. And that is what you can have, right? Like it doesn't have to be exhausting. You can go and sit with three people and make enough money to cover that bill or to pay for that trip or to put towards kids tuition or to take yourself to like enroll in the class, do whatever, you know what I mean? Like this is what it is and it doesn't have to be hard, but one of the, the lessons that we have to also accept embody is that we can allow ease when we structure the things in a way that makes sense. We're not doing it willy-nilly, right? This is intentional work. You're intentionally building a business that has it serves a purpose, as Kate mentioned, offering the people what it is that they need, what it is that they want, giving them the opportunity to fall in love with something fresh, new, that makes them feel good. It is an act of service. And when you serve people well, 
it is easy for you to receive them the exchange of not only the energetic exchange, the positivity that comes alongside of that, that service, but also the monetary exchange. And it is, it's amazing, right? It's amazing. Hearing from you, Shauna, like, you know, I got this person booked 150, 150, 150 people are dropping it. I'm like, this is not, you know, it's not something from another world. It can, it can happen for any entrepreneur who wants to do it. You just have to build it. Yes. Right? You just have to be willing to be open to receiving it and open to delivering it, you know? So I'm interested to know from, from y'all, what have been some of the lessons that you have learned about yourself in the process of pursuing all of these goals that you've got? I've really learned being part of the accelerator that I can do so many things, things that I didn't know were possible things I didn't know I could do or things I didn't know I could learn I guess I didn't know these things and I guess I didn't even think I could learn how to make a website find customers have return customers and then there's the artist piece to think I can live being an artist you know starving artist that's a thing mm-hmm. what we're doing is a service I can walk up with a henna cone in my purse and I can deliver with very little medium, very little setup, not a lot of setup, not a lot of tear down, and I'm successful. So learning these things, I'm 39 years old. I've been out of school for a long time and it is not a desire of mine to go and take classes go back to school, learn something new. That is what I have fallen into in the accelerator. But it feels so good. When my when my website looks nice, when I get compliments on my website, I've had customers who are uh, in the marketing field and they've commented on my presentation, my social media presence, my uh, website without me prompting them. It was hard work to make those things. But now the work has paid off and people are noticing that. How about for you, Shana? What comes up for you? What lessons have you learned about yourself in, the, in this process? It's, I know you've been through some stuff. We've been through some stuff together. <laughs> Look, loosely said, I clearly I'm a ride or die. But <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny <laughs> what we say the other day. Hennepreneur, we're gang gang over here. <laughs> We're gang gang over here. What's your end? Your end. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly, I'm a rider now. Um, but you know, I learned I have the power to create whatever I want, and I'm. I mean, with my business and in my life, and it's one thing to say it sometimes because someone says, "Oh, people say it to you," whatever affirmation. But when it really hits you and you believe it, then you realize like you literally have the power to create the life that you want. Um, And I learned that through building this business. I learned that through the accelerator to the point of, and this is kind of a side note, but it, it, it does go with it. So I've been doing henna, whatnot, blah, 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 built my business. And then someone was doing fairy hair somewhere and I thought it was really neat. So I taught myself how to do fairy hair on YouTube and did it for a friend at their Christmas party last year, Christmas party, 2021. Well, someone loved it so much, they DM'd me on my Southern Henna Instagram wanting fairy hair. I was like, oh, well, I guess cash at me, meet me at my studio. I'll give you some fairy hair. 
then someone else. And I'm like, okay, let me go ahead and just put this on my acuity scheduler because people are not about to be doing me for fair here. Thought it was going to be simple, you know? So then I did that. Then I started bringing my fairy hair with me to my events just in case. Now I have a whole, it's small, but another fairy, a Southern fairy hair page just for fairy hair. Cause I don't ever want to mix it with my, um, henna social media. But I was thinking to myself, like, I literally created this fairy hair thing from scratch because of the accelerator, because I learned something from the accelerator. I learned taking a service or taking um, something you're good at and creating a business out of it or create an income out of it. Do, can anyone do fair hair? Of course, anyone can do fair hair. But is anyone doing fair hair like I'm doing fair hair? No, baby. I got it all posted up on Acuity. They booking appointments. I got it priced right. They're coming. You know, and this is fairy hair. And that's just uh, believing in yourself, believing in the power of creating the life that you want through the services you have. And that's what I did with henna. And then kind of just added something on with fairy hair. And the reason why I like doing fairy, I did it for the fun of it, but I like doing it because the little girls, I just love feeling magical. I'm one of those type people. I can just put my little wings on and feel all magical and stuff. But that's just how it became. And then I was just thinking to myself, like, what else can I create? Like, how big can I make this henna business? How, what else can I do? Um, and that's what I learned. Like, I'm really, I'm really persistent when it's something I want. I research, I dig into it, I do the work. Um, and then once I do the work, sometimes I come back and do it some more because I may not understand it completely the first time around. This happens a lot. Like, you can literally tell me to my face, Shauna, do X, Y, Z. And I'm listening. I'm writing it down. I'm writing down X, Y, Z. But it's not connecting the dots because I'm not understanding why you're telling me to do X, Y, Z, but I'm doing them anyway. Then like the next year later, I'd be damned. That's why she told me to do X, Y, Z. And so then I go back. This is the dynamic that exists between Shauna and I. It's like, <laughs> Shauna, just do this thing. She's like, all right, I'm doing it. And she'll go and she's like, I'm doing it. And I'll decide, she'll be like, I'm not sure why I'm doing this, Shasta, but... You said it, so I'm gonna do it. I'm like, okay. And then later on, she'd be like, I know that now it just clicked. This yes. Is like, like, yes, it is. Just, just do it. Yes. I'm so for real. Yes, I'm baby. so for real. Yes. Like, even, <laughs> even with handling like customer service, like now, I'm not saying there's water on the bridge, but like that complaint I was telling you about, like, even little things like that, like some stuff that makes sense, but then it's like, dang, that's why she said that. Like, it makes so much sense now. I don't know. It just makes me feel good as a business owner. But yeah, that's all I got to say about that part. But still, but yeah, like that's how I feel about the whole process. Well, you know, so I love that you kind of pointed to that. And it, it actually leads perfectly to, to a kind of a final thought that I'd like to land on for the headpreneurs. And as a little bit of, I guess, added context, when you come and you work with a mentor, right, it's, it can be hard when you're not presented with all of the facts up front about why you're doing the work, right? And so I'm notorious for this. And there's actually a reason why I choose to teach my students in this way. Um, from a learning perspective, there's a way that our brains make connections and you will make stronger connections if you learn things in a certain method. And so I teach per this method. And so there are times when you'll come into the program and both of y'all are, are gonna know exactly what I mean. You'll come into the program and I'll say, all right, do this, do this. Now pause here do this, do this, pause here. And you're like, well, I got it done and I want to move on. 
I, I got it done. I want to move on. No, 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 no. Do this. Pause here. Right. And sometimes it doesn't even when you're in it as the as the recipient of the lesson. Right. Sometimes it doesn't even make sense. Why? Why did she say to do this right now? Shouldn't I be doing this later? This always comes up. I love it when people come into the program. They're like, so I, I got this ideal client stuff. I, like, I see that you want me to work on the ideal client, but can I skip forward to the service menu side? Because I need to set my prices. And I'm like, no. <laughs> I love you now. I love how both of y'all are laughing because it's exactly, I'm like, y'all guilty. Everybody, everybody does this, you know? I'm so stubborn. I don't want to... I just want to argue with you sometimes, but I hold back and then it all falls into place. I'm like, oh, good you didn't do that. Look, look. It makes sense. I just let Chelsea check me. I'm just at that point. (laughs) I don't even, I'll throw out my crazy idea, whatever it is I want to say. And then I just wait for a cringe or, okay, that's, I don't know. But I just go ahead and let it check me. (laughs) Yes. But you know what it is, what, what that is, is that's vantage point. That's perspective, right? I'm speaking from a particular perspective. I've got a vantage point that you have yet to experience. So you have to trust me. And here you two both have a vantage point and you have experiences that our listenership, 99% of them has no idea what that actually looks like. And so I offer that to you because this is where I'm going to put this a little on your shoulders, right? You get to feel a little bit of what I feel every day. dealing with y'all, right? But knowing what you know now, having the vantage point, the perspective and the insights that you have now, that you know that the people who are listening to you have no idea. They really can't fully appreciate, but perhaps one day they will. What advice would you give them if they wanted to fast track their business's growth? What advice would you give them if they wanted to go all in and are on the fence? What advice would you give them if they're in it right now and they know that it's not working? They want to change it. They want to do it better. And this could be practical. This could be a mindset thing. This could be whatever whatever it is that is the most valuable from your perspective. What insight would you share with them? It doesn't have to click with them yet, but it's one of those things that they, they'll look back and they'll be like, Shauna said that. Kate said that. <laughs> You know, I was on the fence initially and like, I'm just starting out. I was just a henna baby and I'm like, well, I'm going to try this on my own. I can, I can do stuff. I remember email conversations with you and <laughs> cause I am stubborn. I am driven. I am smart and I can do this on my own. I can build this business all by myself and just just, you know, do a couple of Google searches when I have questions and, and yeah, we had conversations and I am so grateful that I started with you when I did. I know that I told you, well, I'm just going to try it myself for a while. I'm going to see what I can do for a while on my own. And when I reach some hiccups, then maybe I'll come into the community into the uh, pro community and you were not pushy. You just gave me facts and support and you let me know I could do it on my own, but you've already done these things. You've already stumbled, found your way again, tried different things and learning from someone who has done these mistakes 
will help me get farther faster coming into the community. And that is absolutely true. I have only been in business for a little over a year and I have my own brick and mortar. Uh, one of my goals was to make enough revenue in my henna studio to cover the rent. And I did that in April. I only opened in December, January. It feels so good. And you've given me tons of insight. And the group has given me tons of insight on how to do things in the options. Never do I remember us being told this is the only way to do this. Uh, this is the only way. There are multiple, multiple ways to do things. And then people will pipe in. Uh, I did it this way at this time. And this was my result. And somebody says, I did it a little different this way. And this was my result. So for as stubborn as I am and hard-headed as I am, taking that leap to join the pro community and enter into the accelerator, it is uncomfortable. My skin is tingling. It is stretching. Uh, there's so much going on and I'm learning so much at one time, so many branches. And think of all the time I would be taking if it was just me and Google doing these things on my own. They would only be one after another until one thing is accomplished. And right now I have my hands and my ideas in so many things at once and it is making things work for me. Mm. I love that. You know, mm. even that, just that piece of, you know, it could be you and Google and you're right. I remember when we had the discussion and you're like, you know, I think I could do it. I'm like, yeah, you could. Absolutely. In fact, if that's what you feel is the best choice, I'm going to respect you. You're the CEO of your business. You get to make that choice. If this is not the right time for you, have at it or, <laughs> or you can skip having to, I mean, you take to Google, you got to fact check Google, right? Like, yeah. You know, it quickly becomes uh, a huge can of worms, massive can of worms. Now you got to unravel all of this. And the personal aspect of the community as well is something I'm completely surprised about and so happy with. Tell uh, me more about the, that. Because the, the people group. don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah. The, I mean, I thought I was coming in and you're going to tell me how to build my website and you're going to uh, look over my. Uh, texts and critique some of my work and the personal connection with the people in this group and the calls every other week, uh, mindset coaching, and then the opposite weeks are business coaching and strategy. Um, I've benefited so much from that. And we all have work to do. We all have work to do on ourselves. And it's unpleasant to open that up and look at yourself and we're never forced to but things that are brought up make me look at myself and make me look at my life and make me look at my relationships with others and has been extremely helpful and when I'm healthy mentally and I'm healthy in my personal life that absolutely reflects on my business in a positive way Amen. so thank you Oh, you're so welcome. I love that. That's like, my heart is all warm because it is. I'm like, that's, yeah, it's your business is a byproduct. I want to help headpreneurs feel whole and competent and capable and empowered. And 
confident and standing in what is theirs, their identity, their desire, their sense of self. I don't want to define that, right? Which is one of the reasons why, like you mentioned, you, you never hear, no, you cannot. There's only this one way. No, 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 no. It's not my job to define for you what your life should look like. We're not doing that, right? I want you to know this is what, this is who I want to be. This is the way that I want to show up. This is the business that I want to build. And my job is to support you in the process of creating that. Right. And so, oh, that just that gave me all the feels. It really did. Thank you. Shana, how about for you? What advice would you give the people? I, you just have such a pensive face this whole time. Like I could just see you rolling it around. Um, it's funny because mine, um, I feel like I was the opposite of Kate. Like I was more, and this is not knocking Kate at all. I was more of the, all right, I'm coachable. This is what I want. I see someone that I admire that has it. I'm going to them and asking them to show me how they did it. You know, so it was more so here's my money. Here's my coins. Show me a great one. That's how I felt. Like it was more like that type (laughs) thing. (laughs) Um, And my advice is, do the work, trust the process and do the work. There are going to be some things that you don't understand. You don't, don't get, you're not going to want to do, honey, there's going to be some things you're not going to want to do, but trust the process and do the work. Mine is more so of the social media aspect. I was about to say, writing captions. (laughs) As soon as you don't want to do, I'm like, I know where we're headed here. I don't (laughs) like this stuff, but when you do it, it's, it, it serves you well. Like everything has served me well. Like everything has been worth it. Like my website, like Kate was saying, I've got so many compliments on my website. And in my mind, I'm like, y'all, I need to go on up there and update that. Some of them pictures are old. I get compliments about my website all the time. I get compliments about how I run my business. Um, like especially when my clients come through, how they feel, um, can I do better with social media? I sure can. I know that. Absolutely. That is my weak spot is just, but seriously, trust the process and do the work. I came in very coachable. I noticed that this is something I want to do. I want to learn how to do henna. I found a community. The community pointed me towards Chelsea as far as, Hey, Chelsea has this mixology course. If you want to learn how to make your own henna, I took it for the fun of it. I took it for the fun of it. And then, you know, got caught up, took it for the fun of it. Then I took the design lab and then I took it to the accelerator. Um, and that's when I was saying before, the accelerator was like, you know, I'm serious about this. I can see me really creating a business, but it's trust the process and do the work. Some of us just want someone to tell us what we want to hear, or you just want to find any old person um, and let anybody tell you what to do. One, I feel like you got to find a mentor that you connect with. And they're doing what you want to do. Not they have a huge following. I'm, I promise you, I've learned this. Just because someone has a huge following does not mean they are bringing in the money that you wish to bring in. Find someone that you can connect with that are doing what you want to do and let them teach you and do the work and trust the process. And that's exactly what I did. And now I'm going on my third year in business. Mind you, I launched my business January 2020, right before the pandemic. So that first year, I feel like does not count, but hey, it is the first year. The first year I didn't really have client. I got my first client through my business. Mm, I can't even remember. I really can't remember, but I didn't have that many clients that year because of the pandemic. The second year, 2021, I opened my business, my brick and mortar. I think it was the end of 2020. October um, 2020. Because you, t- you told me 
I got the keys when we were in oh. at, at the Hennepreneur retreat. You're like, so I got to tell you something. I'm like, What's yeah, happening? Like, I was not are we having another baby? Like, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely a no. <laughs> but like, I, I just, I didn't see that happening because what happened was I was listening to what Chelsea was saying about when you're looking for a brick and mortar, you need to start looking a year ahead. So I was like, I'm going to start looking a year ahead because this is what I want. I'm going to be smart about it. And that's what I was doing. And I came across this space that was perfect, really small. And it was within an art community, shared space. And that's how I got it. And that's how I got it. And that's honestly also how I ended up making even stronger connections with my community because of that shared space. I was in the presence of other makers that knew about all the good markets, that knew about all the other connects. Anyway, so that's another thing. But yeah, I started my my first brick and mortar October 2020. And then that next year, 2021, I started seeing some business. Still wasn't as great as I wanted it to be. And then it's like the end of 2021 is when it was like, bam, we about to show you what you can really do. And it's been showing me for a minute. January almost made me cry because I found out January is a dry month for everybody. January is depressing. So I learned, I think I may just be taking January off every <laughs> every year. It had me scared. 2021, I closed that brick and mortar. I ended that um, lease and found another one that's bigger. So I was paying more rent. And then January came and it was like I had one client. I'm like, what is this, y'all? I just signed a new lease. We got to do something different, you know. But then February, March, April, look, honey, I've been busy. I have been busy and I am grateful. And that's all because I trusted the process and I did the work, seriously. And I'm still doing the work. It doesn't even hurt to sometimes when you feel like you did the work to go back and be like, let me go on back and reread this, redo this again. Maybe there's a little room for improvement now that I understand things better. That's what I've been doing. Like now I understand the process a little better. So let me go on back and uh, redo a little, a little bit of this to see what else, what other gold nuggets, what other good things I can get from it. So. Mm, So good. So good. Oh my goodness. Well, I want to thank both of y'all for sharing your experiences, for sharing your insights with the community. I know that there have been gems for them to pick up just listening to you and listening to your stories. Tell the people, how can they connect with you? Where can they find you on social? And when obviously, if y'all are already in the Hennepreneur community on Facebook, you should probably come join us there. I'd be telling y'all it's the best corner of the internet, but you don't have to take it from me. You can hear it from them. You can see them there. You can hang out with us there. But where can they find y'all in your businesses if they wanted to come and check out more about what you're doing? All right. So you can find me at southernhenna.com. That's my website. And all of my social media is Southern Henna. So Facebook, you can search Southern Henna. Instagram is Southern Henna. Even TikTok is Southern Henna. And I'm just, I'm not really on TikTok that much, but I do have some things up, some good work for y'all to look at. Um, But yeah, that's how you can find me. And if you want to email me, it's at southernhenna at gmail.com. You can find me at Henna North. All my social media is Henna North. My website is hennanorth.com where you can see my work, see my services, book appointments, and book parties. Uh, I'm also on TikTok, putting videos up there and figuring that out. (laughs) I love it. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Well, I want to thank you all both for sharing with the community, being so generous with sharing your stories, being vulnerable, valiant, um, and giving them some insight onto as to what your, what your journeys have been. I'll let y'all both, you know, I love working with you. 
I love working with you. I love watching you. I love seeing you grow. I love the questions that you ask. I love getting to support you. So there's a thanks from me as well for allowing me to occupy that space in your journey. Um, it means a lot that you trust me enough to do that. Oh, thank, thank you. you it's so been a pleasure. Much. You're very welcome. You're very welcome. All right, friends. I hope that you've enjoyed this special episode with Kate and Shauna. I know I definitely enjoyed myself getting to connect with them. And I hope that you take advantage of the wisdom and the insight and the perspective that they have offered you so generously inside of this conversation. If you are an entrepreneur who knows that you are ready to go all in on your business and you want to experience some of this fast-tracked results similar to those that they are expressing and um, sharing with you about here in uh, in our conversation, then I want to invite you to reach out to me and we can have a conversation about if the accelerator is a good fit for you. We're going to be opening the doors to the accelerator soon. And because as you can see, this is a very high touch program. There are limited spaces available. So if this feels like this might be the right next step for you, I want to uh, invite you to check out the program details. I'll have the uh, links for that in the show notes for you. And if you'd like to have a conversation with me about whether it's a good fit for you, similar to how Kate did prior to her joining the program, you're more than welcome to reach out to me at any point in time at hello at hennapreneur.com or you can connect with me over on Facebook um, on the Hennapreneur page. Just send me a message. I would love to hear from you. All right. I'll talk to you all soon. Bye for now. Hey friend, I just want to give you a quick thank you for tuning into this episode of the Hennapreneur podcast. And I hope that you're really enjoying connecting with me in this way. You can find links to all of the content shared today in the show notes located at hennapreneur.com slash podcast. If you enjoyed the show and would like to stay in the loop with Hennapreneur, be sure to subscribe to the podcast too. You'll get access to all of the new episodes and to surprise bonus episodes as well as soon as they're released. I'd be so grateful to you if you take a moment to rate and leave a review on Apple Podcasts as well. This helps me to reach more artists like you who would love and benefit from the show. For more ways to connect and work with me or to join me inside of the Hennapreneur community, pop over to hennapreneur.com. I can't wait to support you as you chase your big audacious goals, one henna design at a time.